0: Of all the things in the world, seeing the iconic actor, Henry Winkler, reminded me of something very important that I need to do. More on that after the music. You're listening to Seven Minute Stories with Aaron Califato. This is Season Four. I was in college when I decided I'm going to New York and I'm gonna be an actor. That was my Midwest dream. That was sort of the, (laughs) the stereotypical like I'm gonna go out there, I'm gonna make it. And I didn't really have any idea if there was anybody in my family who was in the business. So I was very naive to how the whole thing worked, whether it was New York, LA, Chicago, whatever. I just knew I wanted to go out there and do something. Little did I know it would turn into this storytelling thing I'm doing, but that was where I started. And I remember calling around people in my family and asking, do we know anybody in the business? And I remember my uncle told me, he goes, you know, we have a third cousin who's a pretty prolific actor, stage and screen. He's been in like dozens and dozens and dozens of films and on stage. His name's Joe Grafassi. Remember Cousin Joe? I'm like, Cousin Joe, Joe. You know, there's a lot of Joes and Nancys in Italian-American families, so it's, you kind of get mixed up. But I did vaguely remember him. And every year, a bunch of the people in my family, and extended family, would get together in Buffalo and have a reunion. And I went there about five to seven years in a row as a kid. So I recollected that. And so the intro or the phone call wouldn't be too crazy or too awkward. So I called him up and I said, hey, I'm your cousin. And everybody in, in italian Americans it doesn't matter if you're third, fourth, fifth cousin, your cousin, right? So like your cousin, I told him, Buffalo reunions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I tell him what my plans are and that I'm a senior in college and that I'm going to come out to New York. But I asked him first if he would show up to a panel discussion the university film organization was having and he came out. So we met in person, we established a relationship. It was a great experience. And I told him, I said, I'm coming out to New York. He goes, when you do call me. So I did. And one of the first things he tells me is that he's playing the great New York Yankee Yogi Berra in this ESPN miniseries titled The Bronx is Burning. I was like, that's incredible. And he puts me in touch with someone in casting. And I ended up getting my first acting gig. It was like three days on the set as a day player, stand in background actor. But it was amazing to get paid, get out to New York first couple of weeks. Next thing I know, I'm on a movie set all because of him. And so I just kept calling him and asking him advice. Where should I study? What studios should I go audition for? What movies should I be watching? What plays should I be seeing? And he would tell me and give me book recommendations. And then he started inviting me out to some of the plays he was in in New York. And what an experience that was. And I got to meet some amazing people. But before I tell you who I met, can we first just take a look at his resume as an actor? Look him up on IMDb. I'm doing it right now. Joe Grafassi, this guy, he's in the Deer Hunter. He's the band leader in that movie. It's a pretty big part with Robert De Niro and Meryl Streep, and Christopher Walken, and the list goes on. Looking here, he's in a movie with James Caan. Unbelievable! He was in the movie Splash with Tom Hanks. He was in uh, Moonstruck with Cher. He played Johnny Depp's uncle, I believe, uncle or cousin, in Benny and June. He was in Presumed Innocent with Harrison Ford. What is going on here? He's in Natural Born Killers with Woody Harrelson, Batman Forever with Val Kilmer. It's crazy, man. I didn't have an appreciation for, like, what a big deal this was, not just for the association, but for his own work, his own ability to carve out a career and style to work in an industry that's so competitive. And then when he was acting on stage... He would invite me to the show and I got to meet the cast afterwards, sometimes hang out with him and have a drink after the show. I got to meet the late, great Brian Dennehy, I got to meet Kelsey Grammer. I got to meet David Strathairn. And here's the thing that's hard to talk about for me. While all this was happening, and as a 40-year-old now, I'm looking back on this thinking, what an unbelievable opportunity. I felt that way then in my mid to late 20s but I didn't really appreciate it because all I was thinking about where my mind was, was I want to work. I want to make it. How do I get cast in a play with them? What are my next steps? How can I be an actor that everybody respects and everybody listens to? This is where my head was at. That's okay. I guess. But from this vantage point, it sucks. I remember calling Joe up actually voicing some of my concerns, being like, hey, I'm not working enough, and do you think you can get me in more plays? I mean, it's kind of cringy, you know, me asking an actor, a working actor, and he was working, and he was doing everything he could, you know? And one of the things he said to me that I'll never forget was, listen, anybody can just get a gig or get a role or audition. I'm trying to show you how to have a career for 40 years. I got what he was saying then on that call, but I didn't really get it. I do now. The importance of craft, the importance of building a real artistic community to surround yourself with, the importance of observation and watching and listening and learning first before doing, understanding why, the big why, of why we're doing this whole theater performance art thing. Why it's important on a a human level. The reverence for it, for craft. So I get it now. And what's crazy is it's informed so much of my success now. Because over the years I've learned the business acumen, the strategy, the branding, all this kind of stuff. But the foundation was built there in New York and he was a key part of that. When I left New York, I left because of economic reasons, crushing student debt. I was getting married back in Ohio. There was a lot of reasons, but I told him about it. I told him I was going to try to continue my career, and I was angling at this storytelling thing. And when I went back to Ohio, we would email from time to time, but eventually over the years, we lost touch. And you know how if too much time passes between two people and they don't communicate, sometimes you get paralyzed and you don't know where to start, and then years go by – And you recognize, I haven't talked to that person in decades. No one's fault. Life happens. It just is what it is. That's what's happened with me and Joe. And I got to email him. I have a meaning to him pushing it off. And you know who reminded me that I can't push it off even more? It was the image of Henry Winkler on a podcast on my social media feed. Because the face of Henry Winkler reminded me of a memory that I nearly forgot. Right when I got back from New York, after this whole experience with Joe, I'm in Ohio, I'm, I'm at my mom's house and I'm trying to get my bearings. And she comes into the room and says, I had these DVDs of the old family reunions that you went to with your dad. And it's a compilation of all the years together. And You just sit there for an hour and watch all the images and time and people go by. So I'm watching this and I see a picture of me when I was young. I was like, there I am in 1994. And then I see a picture of my dad. And then I see a picture of Henry Winkler. I'm like squinting. Why is Henry Winkler at my family reunion? God, now that I'm thinking about it, why couldn't I keep that DVD? I can't find it anywhere. I'm going to find it. But anyways, I'm looking and I realize why Henry Winkler's at my family reunion. It's because he's arm in arm with my cousin, Joe Grafasi. It's because of him. And a lot of what I'm doing now is because of him. And I got to email him and tell him that. So, Joe, if you're listening to this, thank you. And I'll talk to you soon. Seven Minute Stories is created and performed by Aaron Califato. Our senior audio engineer is Ken Wendt. Our resident artist is Pete Whitehead. Original music by T.J. Duke. If you or your company needs help starting a podcast, Aaron and Ken's company, Valley View, does just that. Reach out to them at valleyview.fm. Special thanks to our partners at Evergreen Podcasts, and I'm Corey Burse. Make sure to tune in next week for another story.